Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Chris Ayers from the People v. Batman v. Superman podcast and DC Legacy Filmcast. And also you can find me on Twitter at Chris A. Creative. Sweet deal. Today, the three of us are going to be discussing minute number 54 of Dawn of Justice. The minute's going to start out with uh, Bruce Wayne being real bummed out. He got his <laughs> thumb drive s- stealing device stolen. And uh, <laughs> the minute's going to end with... Um, I guess uh, a clip from uh, the show in the moment that's addressing Superman. I kind of want it to be vague with that. Yeah. Well, it, this minute starts off my favorite part of this entire film. It has yeah. always been. Uh, it really is. It's it's my favorite part of the film, and I think it continues to be. And it's probably the scene I've rewatched the most. Um, and. It kind of was the reason I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted to have conversations like that. Yeah. And uh, I've always called it the media scene. I don't know what else it's really referred to, but the moment after what happens in this minute and what we'll be talking about in tomorrow's minute and starting the week off uh, next week, uh, the media scene is just, it's it's been the questions and conversations that I, I enjoy hearing and listening and and i want to be a part of and i don't know i i I am so glad we're getting to this part so we can talk about it um and i think this minute by minute format is going to help us kind of like isolate some of the questions and that we get to kind of talk about it maybe ask ourselves these kind of questions and i'm just looking forward to it these are the questions that we're supposed to be asking ourselves yeah Hmm. especially in a real world setting my first note is, this is Superman. Like, this, this is, is Superman. It. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Th- this is really, Disagree. this is what Superman is supposed to be. Disagree. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> um, let's talk about what happens. I, I, will, I will give a description of what's going on, then I'll let you guys have at it. Um, but yeah, after Bruce is kind of defeated by Diana and steals off with his stolen data, We get Superman who's rescued the girl in Juarez from Mm -hmm. the burning buildings. Uh, We see some firemen around him, which kind of feels like isn't Superman always kind of affiliated with firefighters? Isn't that like a thing? It's been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, this is all kind of like a big uh, reference to the book Superman Peace on Earth, I think is part of a larger story. But well, that was the story arc in Kingdom Come part of it right yeah the whole like it's a segment of it yeah it's like there was a separate um alex ross book peace on earth right it was a yeah yeah. there there was peace on earth was the separate book but then they took that like it was like a four issue thing and didn't they throw it into like the middle of kingdom come Mm, i can't remember i don't think i have that version if if that's the case i have the the big large oversized uh version yeah (laughs) don't you also have but then i have the new it's i have the new kingdom come like the 25th anniversary and i think it includes it like right in the middle there that may be true i don't have that version yeah um but yeah there's a lot in peace on earth that we see in this film not in just this moment although a lot of it a lot of it is in this moment Mm -hmm. i think um the burning building and saving the person that's in this moment and definitely superman kind of being overwhelmed by just humans 
yeah. as they praise him and he kind of wonders why they're praising him. Yeah. Um, that's, that's from peace on earth as well. And I think, uh, I think there's some more bits from peace on earth, but if, if you're thinking that this movie is only based off of dark Knight returns, it's much more than that. And this is one of those moments where it's heavily borrowing from peace on earth. So there you go. Um, but I wanted to hear why you guys thought this wasn't or is the most Superman moment. Chris, go for it. Uh, this this whole section, I mean, I'm, we're, I'm not going to be here long enough to even cover the whole, what you call the media scene. Mm-hmm. It's, here, I'll put it this way, and I, I people are going to disagree with this, but Superman was originally created as um, fantasy, escapism, like wish mm-hmm. fulfillment, where it didn't have all the the considerations of the real world and when you when you put a character like this in the real world which is what this movie aims to do you're going to have to answer all these questions um that's i I guess you have to go there if if your world is that realistic but i kind of always like the escapism thing where you're not dealing too much with real world concerns i like my comics as escapism and occasionally they do have to deal with real issues um in in this case, in this scene where he's rescuing the the girl from the fire at the Dawn of the Dead celebration, I have an issue with the sort of the adoration, the like they look at him as a religious figure. Um, and it's also there's a bit of a white savior thing in here that bugs me. Like it's all these Mexican people looking at Superman as a savior. I think that's an egregious error in this movie, and I think it is in most Hollywood movies. Like when Tom Cruise is the last samurai, for instance. <laughs> or 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 Matt Damon in the Great Wall. Yeah, or yeah. you know uh, Kevin Costner in Dances with Wolves. You know yeah. that kind of stuff, politically and socially. When you when you have to, when you go there, it kind of bugs me in a in a superhero movie. Also, Superman, there's a big fire to put out back there, man. He's floating down in yeah. slow motion. The building is collapsing. The firefighters are running, and he's sitting around being praised. That is not Superman to me. I. There's definitely no disagreeing with the the white savior bit <laughs> because that's just that's just the way of life, unfortunately, where it's like, oh yeah, Superman has to be white. I mean, he's it. I can't um, I can't defend. That. Does it have to be rescuing to Mexicans be. Uh, in this case? No. I mean, I'm not. I mean, and it, I I guess this is here also to say Superman is not necessarily an American hero, which I'm fine with. Like he rescues mm-hmm. people from all over the world. So it, there's a delicate balance here. That this just strikes me the wrong way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it being uh, Mexican citizens. I don't see that being the issue. Um, but if you want to go so far as to say, like, oh, well, why does the character have to be white? I mean, I think that could be a thing. Um, but if, if it was anyone else, like if it was any other nationality, would it make a would it make a difference? I mean, in or tomorrow's just, minute, we get a bunch of white people. Reaching I mean, up to we'll the sky, see, uh, but it's—I mean, we see it. It's not. At, at one point, we see him helping Russians yeah. with their stuff, and yeah. like I mean, we saw him try to help in Nairobi, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think. I guess so. Is it the problem that it's a white person helping other nations, no, and no, so it's those just, nations are looking up to a white person? No, it's not necessarily that. It's just a bad trope in in a lot of movies. It, it, it specifically in this one, the longest scene of him helping anybody is this scene right here, where mm-hmm. where he is an idol to mm-hmm. them. Basically, they can't save themselves. Yeah. They need Superman. I mean, that's also an issue with Superman, right? Like 
if you can't handle it, Superman's yeah. going to be there to, to do it for you, which well, is yeah, and that's yeah a problem to sometimes. The imagery with all the yeah, I think that that's one of the main reasons why he's at this Day of the Dead situation, why all these you know people are dressed up like skeletons and stuff. Like that's that's what humans have been. They you know if they can't rely on Superman to save them, they're all just going to be dead. So it's I mean, another powerful imagery problem. right there as well. Exactly, and it's it's not their problem; it's our problem. It's we're holding this godlike figure up to on a pedestal, and and we're saying, "Hey, fix all my problems." Hey, fix all my problems. It's just a very selfish mindset when it you is, get down because, to I mean, it. Because I mean, like if he didn't see the television, yeah, he wouldn't have. He would probably would have gone home and had dinner with Lois Lane. Exactly, been the end of that. And it's exactly. Like, but you know, at least he saw the TV and didn't ignore it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a Superman thing to do. Like you you saw like you know and like. It's a uh, Schrodinger's cat kind of thing. Like you saw it, and if you ignore it, then you kill those people because mm-hmm. you didn't. You chose not to do anything. But he saw yeah. the TV, saw the news, and he said, "You know what? That's a yeah. job for Superman. I have to go do it now." And maybe the building was too far gone for him to just, you know, do a quick ice breath or something. Well, and they said they're gonna let that poor girl die, meaning that that she was the only one in the building yeah. anyway. So, so I mean, I, another another. I issue. understand. With yeah. the whole sequence is he, this is the only time he seems to be enjoying it where he's being adored and the other things it looks like he's just it's just drudgery it's like labors of hercules or something like he is so he's so yeah. miserable at pulling the tug you know tugging the, the ocean liner and so miserable I think it's got, yeah every every other thing he does it's like it's like starts to weigh on him like all the things he has to do and well yeah absolutely this this section has a whole lot of uh it has to do a lot of work it has to show you what superman is doing for the world and it, it has to make you feel good about him, I think. And it doesn't really ever, I don't really ever feel good about what he's doing here. He's just not presented in a way that is, that makes me feel hope. Well, I, he, I think it's supposed to take hope and throw it out the window. I think it's, what do you mean? well, it's supposed to show that, look, here's this, this Superman character doing all the good things, you know, the, the longest part of the movie of him doing the most good that he can. And it's, you know, the background voice is all negativity. And are you wait? Are you guys saying that you think this Superman is only doing good because he thinks he has to and he doesn't want to do it? I'm not saying that. I, I, think, I think it's, it's really. Just, I think the message is so confusing in this section. Like, yeah, you, you see him doing things that you expect Superman Superman to be doing, but it's like he's like posing in a lot of the case, where he's hovering over the um, people being rescued from the roof. He's like hovering, mm-hmm. and they're like looking at him like a god, and he's like just hovering for a long time. Yeah, you don't you don't see it's, his face. You don't see him enjoying it. You don't. I think that's how we see him. I, I think this is supposed to be how we are supposed to see him. It's it's a it, it's like the news clips going through just normal people just talking about, you know, Superman doing stuff. It's supposed to be the the people's view of what this figure is. Um, I think the biggest thing that I took away from this minute itself is that the start of the minute was and and it bleeded into yesterday's minute was Bruce trying to get this like data that he's stolen in a sense to you know it's a very selfish act to try to in his mind it's it's data that he needs to at the end of the day kill superman is what he's trying to do or deter him or whatever you want to call it that's a very selfish act this whole you know yesterday's minute and this beginning of this minute bruce wayne's story is very selfish then you back it up with cal's story where he sees you know the thing on the tv and it's like oh i have to go do that it's a very selfless act so there's a the whole montage. Yeah. Is I think the whole, I think it's a very significant thing to have this 
montage or whatever you want to call it, this media scene right here placed after the Bruce Wayne thing where he just got clearly so upset over some selfish act that he needed to try to destroy this character. And then you see this character that we're thinking needs to be destroyed is doing all the good in the world. You know, this is where we get Superman saving people. This is where we get him enlisting hope in the normal people. You know, they're reaching up to the, he's their savior. That That is their, I think that is what Zack Snyder sees hope as Superman as the savior yeah he's what, the answer what well whether or not it's right or not like i will ignore what the people are doing because i think what they're doing is somewhat wrong for themselves oh to yeah kind of, absolutely to kind of <laughs> devote their whole life into thinking that hey superman is going to rescue me like he might be busy he might be doing something else you can't just um mm-hmm. demand that he come save you whenever you feel like he should but you know ignoring that this superman is like he he's just gone through this whole kind of argument with some other guy who basically called him a clown and told him that you know he 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 has cruel intentions and you know and with that he's like you know what i'm gonna like blow off some steam and i'm gonna go help save the world because that's you know in man of steel that's what he chose to do he's like you know i uh what is it lois says like there will never be a day where you like you'll never stop trying to do the right thing and Mm -hmm. that's what we get in this minute is like and I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's, uh, I think, what am I trying to say? There's no doubt in my mind that the Superman enjoys being Superman. Like, I don't think that should ever be questioned. And I don't know if that's what people are wondering. I don't feel that at pe- all. I don't feel that he enjoys mm-hmm. being Superman at all in this film. I feel like it's a, it's a terrible like burden on him to be Superman. Yeah. And I think that's what it's supposed to depict. It is. Why do you think, I he, mean, why do you think he hates being Superman? I, I I don't know exactly. I, it's not it's not a perspective I've ever seen in any other media that I can think of. I mean, maybe it's hinted at the burden he has, but he, he always it seems to enjoy doing what he does. I mean, it's not realistic that this guy can fly around and solve everyone's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, even in this this first uh, Richard Donner Christopher Reeve Superman, there's a montage of him, you know, stopping bank robbery, and you know, uh, he literally rescues a cat out of a tree. Like, like mm-hmm. no, nothing is too small for him to have to pay attention to, but it also has to pay attention to these huge things. It's completely unrealistic, but it's fantasy, right? And, and Christopher yeah. Reeve, he enjoys, he enjoys stopping the bank robbery as much as he enjoys rescuing the cat in the tree. Um, in this montage, Superman doesn't seem to enjoy anything he's doing. And the, the filmmaking here, the directing, the music, the, t- the dark tones don't, imp- don't um, imply that he's enjoying it either because... Even in the, the the soundtrack that I like from Man of Steel, the Hans Zimmer Man of Steel theme, mm-hmm. which I to me feels very hopeful, I actually have come to really like that piece of music. You get the hint of that oh, here yeah. at the beginning of and when he's rescuing the girl from the fire, but it's very like a like minor key or like it never swells. His his theme song never swells to its full potential in this film. It's it's just always like being uh, depressed by something by humans. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> that's what's supposed to be uh, symbolized in this in this minute is here he is doing all this good in the world, and we continue to just kind of criticize him, criticize him, yeah. even though he's he's trying to do the right thing, and he is doing the right thing, and he, and you know if he didn't want to do it, I don't think he he'd do it because he stopped a whole alien invasion because he wanted to, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of over the talk that he might one day turn turn around and 
stop being the shield of the people and, and everything like that. And we saw a man of steel that he would risk this, uh, his secret identity just to save people. We saw that with the school bus and we see it in so much like saving Lois and everything. Like he wants to be Superman and I don't, you know, just because it's hard work <laughs> doesn't mean he doesn't want to be Superman. I mean, it, he is obviously when he when he shows up to the people and he's handing the daughter over to to the he's mother. Smiling. He's smiling because he he knows that he in that moment mm-hmm. he has to give him hope. But that's the when only he's time after praised, this where he's he's he looks like he's enjoying anything in this film. This, yeah, this I think moment. it's I think he's realizing that these people are are holding him to such high standards. I don't know if it's standards, but like they're seeing him as a god. And that's like it's it's putting a god complex into a character that absolutely cannot have a god complex and has not had a god complex ever. Yeah, he's always selfless. He's always giving as much as yeah. he can. He's it's Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor is the one with the god complex. Really. Exactly, and, and I, that's when and it's challenged in this movie. So I, like you see, you get it from you know. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just trying to say like if he's if he's questioning why they're praising him and everything, it still doesn't give me evidence that he doesn't like being superman i think that's all i'm trying to get at is that i think he still enjoys being superman mm-hmm. but doesn't mean that it excuses him of trying to wonder why or his place in the world or anything like that like if he enjoys it he enjoys it but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean he's gonna have an okay day every day because he's okay with being but, superman like, true i just feel I, like you know snyder never lets you feel like he enjoys it and never lets you as a viewer enjoy it that i think that's a big it, this just can never rise to the heights of what we expect Superman to be because, like I said earlier, I think I think he's trapped in a Batman movie. He's trapped in the tone of a Batman movie and can't escape it. Yeah, I mean, he's trying. There's people who love him, and there's people who hate him, and unfortunately, that's how the world works, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no perfect world where like they either all love him or, you know, I don't know. There's, and there's nobody who's like gray about it. Maybe Alfred is like one of the exceptions, but that's so rare when it's like these people have, I don't know, they choose it upon themselves to be 100% either left or right about Superman. And I think that's not his problem, but he feels like it is now. And that's not fair. I don't know. It's like, why are we blaming him? Why are we blaming that character when it's the people who chose to, to cast that kind of problem on him? Humanity's the issue, man. I I think so. It's the only thing that that's the thing that bothers me so much, and I think it's why I like this scene so much. Um, not just the Juarez scene, but the whole media scene is because it's like, and we and we get the beginning of it here, where the guy is saying multiple facts. He says ninety percent of people believe in a higher power. Every religion believes in a sort of messianic figure, which I disagree with, um, but most of them do, and. Uh, you know, they we see Superman show up now, and and people want to project their messiah onto this character, and it's like, oh, right now, now this is this is my Jesus, this is my yeah, this that and the other of, of messianic figures, and it's like that's the problem, and it's not him, it's us that we do that to him, yeah, um, and it's one of been it's been one of my biggest problems in life, but it's like, um, why is it that our religion has to dictate a a theist or like a god into our religion and why do we have to why do we have you know we create 
a god. You know, we create. Oh, that's you know, this is what it we're, means something. This is what we're praising yeah. now. He's like the basis of our morals and our virtues and all that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we like say everything is because of that person, and we pray to that thing. And then Superman shows up, and we go, oh, that equals that and it's like no it doesn't don't do that to that guy and i think that's one of the biggest problems that we do is and it, what is it? he says that like this, this guy shows up and it's a paradigm shift and it's not a paradigm shift just for god and or your god and superman but it's also a paradigm shift i don't know what people expect from superman of just course. even outside like in, at, sitting at home watching this movie it's like Superman shows up and you're thinking that he has to do this. He has to like smile all the to time. The and he, he, has, yeah. he has to be everyone's like, and he has to always love everything. And there's never a downside in his life. And it's like, why do we do that to that character? Why do we demand so much from him and then get mad when he disappoints us? Mm-hmm. Well, let me, Even we'll put it this way. I, I think there's a really interesting debate to be had here. And if this is the direction they want to take Superman and this DC universe, this, this one talking point is worth an entire movie in itself for sure and, yeah. and you get it here in like three or four minutes and in, in a quick voiceovers where it's like you're you're expected to take all that in in a couple of minutes and then move on with the rest of the story like um i just watched blade runner 2049 the other day and robin wright's character says something like you know if these uh ai are uh you know be able to reproduce themselves you know if like ai are living among us she says this breaks the world you know this small mm-hmm. thing this small thing beyond what we can comprehend like if a guy comes down and flies and has super strength, that literally breaks the world. That breaks yeah. that breaks everything you think you know about. And it's like you don't really get to explore it and and outside of a couple of minutes here. And I think if, yeah. if that's I think it's worth the whole movie if you're gonna go this way. And I think it's just yeah. shoehorned in. Um awkwardly. It deserves a full movie. Yeah. And it I, really I, does deserve That's what a I wanted. Movie. I wanted a full Superman movie out of this. Well let's 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 write it. We're going to, Chris, come over. <laughs> We're going to write it. Yeah. And maybe our, our two conflicting minds will help produce oh, it, a it'll, bipartisan film. It'll probably make perfect for super, perfect for Superman storytelling. I don't even think we're that far apart on what we think about Superman. It's just like, it's just how it's handled in this film, yeah. I think, is my issue. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in agreement. Yeah. Um, I'll let you guys take it away if you have any. No, that was it. I think, yeah, that w- that's all I have. That was a very insightful minute. Yeah, well, uh, Chris, do you have any? Do you want to uh, say anything? To talk good. About? Go I will. I will <laughs> add one thing. One thing that I did not realize the first time I, I talked about this on our podcast is this is a callback to uh, Man of Steel, and that's that that uh, seems all the skulls, and he's having a bad dream or something. Yeah, ball, ball pit that? of skulls. The ball yeah. pit of skulls. Yes, yeah. I remember that very fondly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, the, all the skull face paints is evocative of that. Yeah, there's. I think there's so much imagery that's present in the whole Day of the Dead scene, just in these first couple of minutes. Like, there's, we could probably write pages on on what it means. I think people have wrote, yeah. written yeah. papers on so just this moment here, and um, I don't know. I mean, I I would probably be the same way if I had been in contact with Superman like this. Like, oh yeah, I'd be <laughs> reaching for him just to get a touch of him. Like that's. It's just it just makes sense to me that these people and that human race is praising him like they do in this minute. It just makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why I say that this is Superman because this is the most sense that it makes out of me. What doesn't make sense is that the guy has a good day every single day and always enjoys being Superman. 
because you can't. I don't know if it's because I... I think the difference between me and Chris is that when I, I, I don't go as far as escapism, I go as far as realistic and wanting to put myself into that world. You well, know? In def- well, I don't, Chris is here so he can defend himself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if it was intended to be escapism, then, then it's, that's the basis of that defense because like, that's what it was intended for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I go to the movies, honestly, to get away from the troubles of the real world for this kind mm-hmm. of film, at least. I mean, I, I've certainly yeah. watched a lot of other films that are you know very serious about what's happening in the world, but of course. I don't want that in my, my Superman movie. Which I 100% understand, and I, I do agree with you. I don't know why I just have this inkling for realistic uh, storytelling when it comes to comic books. I think it's just, I, I just like it. But I... I, I understand why it could piss someone off <laughs> yeah and i've always i've always been against escapism yeah like See, to me i, I don't yeah. like escapism yeah i, I i'll just say different that. different <laughs> argument right there yeah just different <laughs> argument but i you know it's it's i'm not saying that it shouldn't exist because like for someone who wants it there it is mm-hmm. um but, but yeah. You, yeah you didn't have anything else mark no i think i burned through it <laughs> All right. Started talking about the messianic figure and our basically we're at fault is what I'm just trying to say is like, it's it's our fault for putting that much on someone. And it's not that he can't handle it. It's just our fault. Just doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like maybe he can carry the weight that we're putting on him or like the, the physical demands. But then again, it's, it's my demands versus your demands versus the guy next door's demands of Superman. It's like, they're all not the same. You know, the people in Juarez had different demands of Superman than the people sitting in the Senate over at U- United States or, you know, Russia's demands. Like, and they're all so different and they're all going to conflict. And then you put them all on Superman. You're supposed to do all of it at once. And like, sometimes it's just not scientifically correct. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And like Superman has to make choices. And then when he does make the choice, we get mad at him for making a choice. And it's like, that's the whole point. That's like the beauty. That's what everything you fought for in Man of Steel is so we have our own freedom of choice and you that allows competition and conflict. And I just, I get upset that we're the ones who create the problem and then we get mad at the problem that Superman can't solve. It's like, that's not fair. What are we doing? Why do we do that to our... Humans suck, Mark. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's, that's what I get angry about. And I yeah. think that's what, something that they're trying to establish here, but it's like, it's just, Maybe it does deserve its own film. Well, that, that see, if, if, you, if you watch this movie and you, the thing that you get out of it is humans suck, then I think it's failed as a superhero <laughs> film. And that's what that's what I felt, honestly. I, I did feel that all humans sucked at the end of this movie. Yeah. It's so it's, bleak. I mean, it's, it's so bleak. sad truth, man. Sad truth. It may be the truth, but, but that's, I don't want that's, that. That's true. But the, also, I'm a very cynical person, and that's my mindset on life. So, Well, I mean... <laughs> And we have the potential to be better people. I mean, I understand that towards the end of the story. And I understand that, like, in Wonder Woman as well. But both Wonder Woman and this film kind of say that. It's like, I don't push, like, you know, Aries is like, I don't push people to do it. I just, you know, that's just how they are. And it's like, it's true. But we can be better if, you know, I guess if we have the guidance. And I think that's what the ending of this one and Wonder Woman are meant to say like you know hey you guys are terrible but maybe you can be better mm-hmm. and that's and, superman's uh, role is to inspire us to be better i think we'll never achieve we'll never measure up to him but we can be try to be better 
And yeah. I, that's what I personally believe Superman represents in, in a pop culture. And I don't think he represents that to me. I don't get the feeling of that in this movie. Fair enough. The, I think that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, then we'll just leave that one open-ended, right? Yes, sir. All righty, guys. We'll leave that open-ended for you guys. If you want to leave us your thoughts on the matter, uh, we have a Facebook group. It's the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We'd love to hear your uh, opinions about the Superman in our world. And, um, yeah, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can find us on all social media as well at DCEU Minute. And you can find the rest of our shows at twooldmedia.com. And don't forget, we have a Patreon. So for $5 a month, you can get a ton of bonus episodes, uh, one including where Nate and I drop an episode every Saturday where we review comic books. It doesn't have to be DC-related, Marvel-related, or it could be anything, really. And uh, you choose that when you become a Patreon subscriber, and then we devote a whole episode to reviewing that comic book chosen by you. Um, So definitely check that out, and we'll check you guys out tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.